I am the late David J. Hello. I am the very present Victor DiLorenzo. Good evening. And I am Darwin, and uh, we're the Night Crickets on uh, Sticky Jazz Podcast. The opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Jeremy Hinks and Sticky Jazz Podcast and do not necessarily reflect those of anyone else on this planet. Well, good day, everybody. Bienvenue all, Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hinks, the man of a million musical opinions, all of which happen to be correct. This week, I have the multimedia visual slash musician artist, whatever you want to call her, uh, Stella Rose Gahan, and uh, that's all I'm going to say about her name. You can infer what you want to about that, and you would be correct. She is kicking out some really good, dark, very artistic music that... uh, the music itself is crazy and intense, but then the the visuals that she puts into it are just as amazing. Takes you in some in a lot of different places. I had a wonderful conversation with her. Caught her just before she went out to a sound check to a show at, at the Wayfair in Los Angeles. She did a show just a couple hours after this interview. And I'm sure it was fantastic just because of what I see of her performances on YouTube. I'll put those links in the episode so you can see what this woman is like. She is an amazing performer. So for everybody right now, let's all sit back and do the sticky jazz. Here is Stella Rose Gihan, and the song is called Muddled Man. I'm not a man. 
Welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hanks, and this week I have Stella Rose Gahan on and uh, had some technical difficulties with time zones, but uh, welcome to the show, Stella. Glad you could be here. Hey, thanks for having me. So wait, are you in your, are you in LA right now or where are you right now? I'm in, I'm in Laurel Canyon right now. I'm staying at my, my brother, my drummer's sister's place. My band's here. Yeah, Uh, but I live in New York. Yeah, yeah, I know you live in New York. You have a show tonight, right? That's what you're like. You're... Yeah, we got a show tonight with this band, Hello Mary. That's friends of ours. And then tomorrow, too. And then my single release for Angel is on Monday. Okay, so I so, I would love to get a hold of that single. I'll go bothering your publicist about that. I, please I, do. Well, I, well, I heard... <laughs> I, I heard Muddled Man before it got released, right? And he said, what do you think? And I was like, well, that's that's just really crazy good. And then I saw the video, which totally was like, whoa, this is, you know. And then he said, well, she's available for press. I was like, okay, man, is somebody who is that extreme and trippy in the visuals, <laughs> I would love to talk to her. So, uh, awesome. I, I'm so I, glad I, you liked it. Well, I might want to dissect a lot of aspects of the video if you're okay with that, because it yeah. was, it was, I mean, it was great. It's a great song, first of all. Okay. Thank you. So um, re- really quick, uh, the, the single Muddled Man is out right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's but out. you, so it's Stella Rose and sometimes it's Stella Rose and the, the Dead, Dead Language. language. Right. So what, that's my band. So basically I'm just trying to do like a Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds kind of vibe um which isn't a bad thing to follow I feel like but basically my band is a dead language so I feel like the live sound is the dead language is the sound so that's why we're kind of doing we do the same songs that um are going to be coming out and that are out we have a couple that we've just wrote as a band too but I didn't have my band when I wrote all this music so I kind of did like a weird reverse mixed up thing but then I put my band together and then now we just play the song so they kind of come out a little different because there's different people playing on it so it's fun you get to wear different hats it's cool but yes I'm Stella Rose and then my band's a dead language we're still confirming what what we're gonna do with that well (laughs) I well I or Frank Zappa and Frank Zappa and the mothers of invention you know and all that right yeah I you get I, it. I, I totally get it. But I'm like, ooh, Nick Cave. Okay. No, but I, I already kind of have an idea of what your tastes are Tell just me. by listening and watching the video. I'm like, oh, well, that's 
interesting to say the least like did you not was it unexpected to you it was because well the sound was really cool and 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 again i'd listened to the song quite a bit and then the video i was like okay i know the song but whoa this the the video deliver and i hadn't gone to your instagram i hadn't done any of that so the the visuals there the visuals it was like oh man we're on a different planet right and yeah definitely living in fantasy for sure it was well it was really freaky but in your face <laughs> and i was like man her, th- this girl's she's like i i want to see your book collection <laughs> you know, i want to know, know what makes all that turn you know Ooh, um, secrets well please tell me that you're a twin peaks fan rocky horror and uh, at least you've read a clockwork orange i mean those oh are yeah right. all of the above all the above the i'm above. like well yeah that's all very present in in what i saw there the and... group that i worked with um primordial freaks they're amazing um yeah talk about they... those guys for a minute yeah yeah they were really cool to collaborate with i had some mutual friends with them and i didn't want to go kind of get a director that kind of was just going to make a stereotypical video where i'm lip singing and stuff like that which is cool but I wanted it to, to be like kind of a short film. Um, and then when all the videos are collected sort of at the end of this year, when, you know, a record comes out and stuff like that, I think it'll feel like this full story. And I kind of like the idea that I'm not singing and it feels like I'm in a movie um, and like a character in a movie. And they kind of agreed on that. They felt like in movies, there should be people like singers singing, but in videos, they shouldn't be singing. So I kind of like that idea but um they're out here they live in in LA and they're the, they're very avant-garde and make short films themselves kind of satanic no like yeah. stuff like that so of course I was super drawn to it it was exactly what I had in mind um yeah they're great they're and the um one of the members of Primordial Freak Sky Clark she did all the clothes which was super cool at the end of Muddled Man in the video when I'm wearing kind of like that striptease outfit Mm-hmm. she sewed that um like thong 50s 20s like thing that I was wearing on to me and I couldn't I couldn't take it off until we finished so I definitely wasn't drinking any water that day but <laughs> it was cool and then she cut me out of it and I, I loved the whole thing it was really well, really fun that makes for some long ass video shoots geez I mean we yeah, we actually, my friend um, had moved here recently when we were shooting the video. And so she had nothing in her house. So we just shot in her house and made like a set on there. So we didn't have to pay for any studio space or anything like that. So it, it made it a lot more fun. Okay. It was definitely a project, but it was cool. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing. I feel like it. it, it this is like we're trying to make art like it's not it's it's music and it's it's film and and all the things but I think they all they all go together it's not just about one thing so it's nice to have my band here too because now we're adding in all these other elements which is cool okay there's a band you got to get into them they're called the Dust Bowl Fairies I've never heard of them they're they're like a dark polka band that you would you would expect to hear in a funeral parlor that's the only way to describe (laughs) it right and, and they do really trippy videos, much like yours, like or with a lot of the same types of imagery. Yeah, but they're they're this comedic sort of like totally. like if, if what you did like dark humor. To, yeah, but if what you did switch into like they might be giants a little bit, right? I mean, it, like it would be it was, and I saw some of that. I was just gonna say like, but they they shot in a barn, 
you know, wow. they, they shot while, while the, she's on the lead singer. She's on a, um, on a trapeze in a barn. That's sick. And I was like, I wow. got to contact so, them. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll totally send you that. Yeah, right? yeah. Up. I'd love to talk to them about funny video shit. Well, I mean, why not? Like, why not make it into like a clockwork orange or like a, a whole story? Like you have X amount of minutes. You might as well paint the picture that you're seeing in your head. I mean, it should equal. I think videos should equal the, the song. Like they should be at the same level. Well, they, well, okay. Like back when I was very young and I had hair, um, <laughs> I, rem I remember watching videos that made no sense, right? It was like ZZ Top did a song called TV Dinners that made no sense. Like t videos didn't make sense at the time because they're still like, you know, right. it was a really undiscovered art form. Yeah. And then you had the typical thing in the 90s of everyone just standing there singing and then you see it right. in different camera angles or whatever. And then you, you're telling a story of something and doing it very artistically. But the, the imagery was like harsh and... Uh, I, I'm gonna, I know I'm not going to be the first person to say this, all right? I'm a big fan of the cult. And the, the, the front image of the video right there with the, the fox on your head reminded me of the, the electric, the, the hat that Billy Duffy was wearing on electric. I was like, like, like that, uh -oh. was a, that was the first thought. And then the rest of it was like, <laughs> holy, like, you know, we, I... We definitely had, we had a lot of fun. We had like, um, like there was like a dead, baby pig and like a jar that was on set and it was in this like liquid like we had some weird things but it was all adding to the to the atmosphere so it was cool right. i mean we're not in a cult maybe we're in a cult i don't know no, i'm talking about not the sure band cult. i'm talking about the no band i know i'm cult, just but... <laughs> no i know i'm just saying like you know you're seeing the motifs but you're exploring let, let them it. think this what is... they want to think right you're exploring it you're you're taking this in the direction totally. you want to yeah. And you, you have a very no-holds-barred approach to what you're handing out. I mean, that's what's, that's some of the most, I mean, some of this imagery there. Yeah, you were in that weird thong there, and and then the pasties, and yeah. that, and I was like, okay, but, well, let's talk about the music in that for a second, okay? <laughs> okay, First, let's talk but about before the music. We, before we dive into the more aspects of the video. Uh, let, me, let me dig up my notes here because there was some stuff there. I was like, wow, this is... Well, it, it felt like it was an industrial horror film. Like like if a, a horror film built on top of industrial music. It was really, you know... And that was different than than the, the performances. You, you've got a handful of clips of you performing at the Mercury Lounge like that on YouTube. Yeah, um, yeah. And I was like, okay, so that's very different. But now the way you explained it, yeah, obviously that was just you playing your songs and doing it live. This was yeah. the actual performance of that. But uh, I guess is that are, are we going to start seeing that in the direction of are your your live shows going to be moving in that direction? Yeah, I think I think we're starting to move into that direction. We just added. Um, a band member that's doing synthesizer. Um, so I think we'll get more of that kind of like Bauhaus um, sound. 
you know, like kind of the like pan, pots and pans on you, stage. You just, okay, so how about you just go and and answer my questions? It makes my job so much easier. Um, because you're a huge, huge influence on me. Well, well Double your Dare vocals, is like one of the coolest songs ever. Well, your vocals were like an aggressive Susie in the Banshees. Yeah. With the but the with the Bajas theatrics. And and you're you're rolling some of your vocals out. They're acting like Peter Murphy in 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 your delivery. I'm like, is it okay? Baja's fan. You just said it right there. Okay. I'm yeah. Right. So spot on. Well, yeah, I'm world class Baja's fan. You know, like you you totally know where I am. You know, I'm Nick Cave, Julian Cope, Bauhaus. You know, you, enough of what I have to say here. That's that's like, that's the world. We we have the same mind. Are you Julian Cope fan? I, that was not one of my main people that I would listen to, but I should get more into it. If you uh, you should get more into, I, I am saying you need to listen to Dust Bowl Fairies and Julian Cope. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. So just, I'm like, well, she's totally going to get Julian Cope, man. Um, <laughs> but I definitely always need new music. I feel like it's, it's hard to, to keep it going when you have like, four or five people that you love I get really like addicted to certain artists I feel like I like just dive right in and then I listen really obsessively and in a good way I guess that's just because I also write songs so I try to listen in to see what they're doing or I don't know well please send me more uh, I'll send a list to your publicist and say just you know go for it but go crazy um, I I, will, I would love to see you uh, like like Dust Bowl Fairies are one of those bands. When I first heard them, I was instantly in love. And the only problem yeah. with you is, I'm like, I need more songs. I've only got this handful here, the so there's. I just need more. Okay. So, yeah. No, yeah. I I agree. More to come. Yeah. No. Well, it was so much fun. Well, okay. So, uh, let me just go with the lyrics for a second, and then I'll jump back on on the 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 where where you said with anger as its mother and disorder begging on its knees muddled man is a grease in a comb cowboy killers in the left jacket pocket murder of your most precious position like that was that's, what that's I, that's my poem of this that's song. your poem about the song but what was yeah. the point of cowboy killers in the left jacket pocket i feel well, like i don't know i guess i was just trying to describe visually a feeling of what I think muddled man could be okay. um I think to me muddled, muddled man is is a lot of different things it's it's not so clear to what I'm exactly saying in the song I think it's it's a feeling and like a an energy of a certain type of attitude um but yeah that was kind of my description of maybe the picture that I wanted to paint for people if they didn't understand what I was coming from Okay, because like there you were with the line "muddled man, love me the way I am," right? Uh, like, because I might be the muddled man, or you might be the muddled man. Like, it's not one specific thing, right? It's kind then, of a, it's a, it's an attitude. It's a love yeah. me the way I am. But then the line "Don't unrest the dead; the voices have been put to bed," right? Don't yeah. unrest the dead. That. I, again, my visuals that I was thinking off of those lines were great, 
okay i'm like okay what's she singing about here this is really cool then watching the video i'm like well there's a lot to unpack here um <laughs> but do you want to address that don't unrest the dead and then the voices have been put to bed what was the concept that you were laying out there or is that also just very the 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 the, the don't stir this and let these things let sleeping dogs lie what's the you know what was the I point think that's there? exactly it I think you shouldn't disturb what's disturb anything like I think I don't know I, it's hard to talk about lyrics I feel like because they're so personal and and like I know David Bowie used to like cut write a bunch of words and cut them up and put them in a hat and just put them together and sometimes certain words sound good together that don't really make sense mm -hmm. but they just feel like the thing you're trying to get across um yeah I don't know I think yeah I think you're you're on to something with it like well I the, the line don't, don't, don't disturb don't disturb this but the voices have been put to bed like we we feel like we resolved this and you, you don't want to you know go conjuring up we don't need this we don't need the zombies crawling up out of the graves again after us right yeah like was, don't fuck up don't fuck up what's already good I think that's kind of where I'm coming from okay that's, like that's we went through this we went through this again like it's a cycle we're in a vicious cycle let's say and then why 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 dig out the things that we already put away so as the the biblical but don't take it so literally I might well, but there, there, there's the biblical statement in, in that movie Magnolia where they said we might be finished with the past but the past isn't finished with us right yeah and, yeah. and so you you know you're going to start fires there pretty much any step of the way you know? <laughs> I, I, it's just fun get into but yeah. like but there you were like what what i loved and, and then musically where you had the time change and it switched into the the gavin friday slash rocky horror like jazz yeah for the last couple measures and then there you were in that position you guys i mean i'm like we're telling a story we're totally bringing in the, the biblical paganism and marrying the two you're both holding the apple in that position and i'm like yeah. is she gonna kill him or are they put, you know i mean it just all of that it was so amazing this is art school at its best man there was some really fun things to watch and go over and over okay now where are we with this what's happening here what's happening here you know yeah i know you probably I'm so can't glad get... you got into it well you can't I get that like... crazy on stage though i just that would be a lot of a stage production for you to get that whacked on stage as, as much fun as that would be costume wise or you mean like making a set on stage a set on stage with all the i mean because you'd have to do some serious choreography around a situation like that to do it <laughs> yeah i think we do i think we do our version of that by we have like led light screens that um we use and um okay. we actually drove up to nashville because you can't usually buy four it's usually set up for big arenas or yeah, even like yeah. churches um they'd use like big led lights it's one of one of their best seller companies or or um places that buy lights but we went up there and we bought four they're kind of like you're only buying four like why are you here we we're like we're from new york like we just drove all the way up here but it's really it's really helped the show we we definitely use um visuals in the show so we can kind of keep that that art school kind of feeling that you were saying i feel like trying to bring back like old velvet's um stage production and 
I feel like it, why not? Why not make it so like a full experience that shouldn't oh. be just for yeah, I mean, for I like would... big huge bands. Like you can get creative. So it's been fun. And the LED lights, what's cool about them is that you can project visuals, but then you can also do strobes and they can yeah. serve yeah, as lights. So, so much more you can do with them these days. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, because less light is good. And then having just one or two bright lights facing the audience, it, it adds more of like a, a cool vibe and an interesting like setup visually. Well, I I went I shot a, a there's a Swedish pop star her name's Tuva Stierka she she played a show I don't know if you know who she is she no, won I Swe- don't. she won Swedish Idol and everything she's she's awesome but um when she was when she played in in this club that was being renovated and the, the light there, there was no lights like there were nothing right but she had rows upon rows of of lit illuminating roses like a big oh, flower wow. beds of them and that was That's how sick. she ended up lighting most of the set that night was was that like they had like two hanging off of the top you know onto, and then it's so cool and, and that was how she lit the stage and it actually turned out really well you know yeah i feel i feel like sometimes especially like small clubs and stuff they like overdo it with the lights and do different colors and stuff like that and it can be cool but i think that keeping it simple can like picking one light um, color and maybe just having low lights like instead of these blasting like shapes and stuff like that I think it doesn't have to be so intricate I think simple and darker is better usually like keep keep it a little more mysterious I feel like or creating silhouettes like you, you don't have to see everything that's going on I feel like it's nice to sort of get glimpses of what's going on I'm not saying to play in pitch black but I think I think pick have thinking of interesting ways to manipulate light is cool. Well, yes, you're you're speaking to the concert photographer, so yes, I'm I'm very like, hey, that'd be, you know, I you're I like love, I know I know. Well, I've I've been to what like like one time I I was at a U two show and they had this was the Zoo TV tour where they had you know like thirty foot screens up behind them and sixty foot and. And at the final song, there's this map of Dublin. It's a superimposed map of Dublin, and it's just rolling around on there. And you realize, I don't know where the hell they are on stage, because you can't see them. The <laughs> lights are totally off. You don't know where you two are yeah. on the stage. And we're in a stadium, and you can't see them. You're just seeing this big thing. And that was, I was like, wow, that was cool that they completely just made themselves vanish yeah. that while they're still playing. And uh, that was one of the times I realized, yeah, you don't have to see the bands to be experiencing what they're giving to you live. You totally. Know? And so, I think maybe people focus more on, on what's going on and because all there's a lot more senses are getting um, like activated. So they're not just focused on who's singing and just staring at maybe like the guitarist or the vocalist or distracting from why you're even going to a show, especially at that level. I feel like people get so like, drawn to looking at the singer or the guitarist or whatever so it's nice to kind of like have well, them I, I, am, I am going to point this out though i am going to point this out and yes you have a very good stage presence you're very charismatic Thank just you. watching those youtube those youtube clips i'm like okay she she knows how to posture herself she knows how to and 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 to keep herself interesting to people on stage you know, yeah. 
and to to maintain that you do have a good stage charisma i can only imagine what your full set is like because those are only like little clips of individual songs there you know yeah thank you well how long are your sets by the way i mean how many songs 30 minutes 45 minutes we've only headlined we've only headlined um, one show um which was the first single release for muddled man that one and that was a whole yeah that was a whole production that was like we built a stage out we did it in a loft in the lower east side we like used all the little connections that we could our friend had the space so we just like put our shit in there and started playing 200 people showed up like it was cool it was a little too foggy it was sick but it was people you kind of couldn't see anyone which some people get kind of freaked out by that but it was cool it was fun to see like what you can do when you have control because the venues don't usually let you do especially the small clubs that we've been playing they don't really let you do too many things because they don't want to they they kind of like keeping the control so it was cool to to kind of do our own thing oh i've been to shows where there's way too much fog and band it's scary are, it gets well, kind of band scary. members are falling over each other and, yeah you know it, one they actually pick a fight on stage like the guitarist and the lead singer were brothers and they like too much fog and one guy stepped on something they i'm like this is fun you know it's- yeah you lose your friends you're like looking around you're like uh i mean my my most of my experiences with fog are at like raves i feel like um which you know that's which i used to go thing. to when i had hair yeah those were the days yeah that's that's kind of my experience of seeing music i feel like out in la was i lived here for two years when i was like 18 and I just got really, really into the like techno scene and going to downtown LA and getting the address and like the last minute and the passwords and mm-hmm. it was fun. Like it, it was so, it was so new to me because I never really did that in New York. Um, you can't really do that in New York. It's it, there's not really, it's not really the city for that. I feel like here you can kind of be a little more like mysterious. So, well, I, your publicist said he had, he went and saw your show, uh, the, the one you did a couple of weeks ago, and he said it was insane. Yeah. She's crazy. It's awesome. You're gonna love it. And so, <laughs> I he he did get my interest in seeing you live, but unfortunately, you're not coming to Salt Lake anytime soon. That's where I'm at. Is in Salt well, Lake. you never know. All right, no, but if you roll through, uh, I'll I'll take you guys out for pizza and I'll photograph the show. I mean, I'll, I'll I would I love that. Through, it, you guys would be a lot of fun live. I'm watching this going, geez. Actually, on that note, so that one song you played, uh, the it's the one that you played at the Mercury Lounge and a couple of the other venues. It's not it's it's not Muddled Man, but it's the one you guys have played. It's the only one. It doesn't say what the name of the song is. It's just you guys played that one song. And yeah. what's which that one song? called? Uh, I, I think it's uh, what uh, what do you got hate for? Uh, when you got no hand in your favor, my darling boy, when they all come running, screaming after your name, you got to wait, wait, wait. Oh, um, yeah. What is that song called? Fellas, fellas. Fellas. Okay. Fellas. But that's okay. not, that's not coming out. Maybe that will come out. Well, because that's the one that you got three different versions of that live on, and that's where you're really kicking ass on that song. That's great. Um, and th- yeah, that th- song kind of has like a Led Zeppelin. Yeah, it does. Which thing going. is funny because 
you're talking about doing all the techno and all the rave stuff and every i'm like you don't sound at all like that you, you sound like you'd kick al jorgensen's ass like al jorgensen <laughs> would watch your video and go all right this girl's a bit much man you know that's what i mean i'm a big I ministry think... fan and that and i'm watching yeah. you i'm like you're you're gonna be the rising star of just get your freak on and let's talk about some intense feelings man <laughs> Yeah, I think no, but I think going to like shows like techno shows, it can be cool because there is like an energy in there where when you walk in, you don't talk to people. It's not like a gig where like you meet people and you talk to them and talk about music and stuff like that. You kind of go and it's very like, it's kind of like solitude, I feel like. Like it's a very internal individual thing. At least my experience has been that. Over the um, rave like that, the techno Yeah, gigs. yeah, you're kind of like in your own thing. You, um, and you can do that, yes, where where it's like there's the guy on stage and they have lights and stuff, but you're there. Just... Yeah, you're not like trying to see the guy. You're like on drugs, like doing your own thing. Yeah, I, well, okay, the, <laughs> crazy, the crazy one I ever did, um, I, I went to Nightmare in Rotterdam when I lived over in, in the Netherlands. And I went to one called the Nightmare in Rotterdam, which was, yeah. it's the hardcore beats yeah, know, yeah industrial and, oh well it wasn't industrial that's it was still my considered, that's my kind of style it was still considered the rave but this was right. like it was the dutch hardcore that like you know headbangers were, yeah and it was <laughs> like it was crazy because we're you know it was it wasn't just 142 beats per minute it was 142 pounding beats per minute and then yeah, on top it's of like it, a drill. Have, and yeah, and then the oh, it was, it, the whole thing. I was like, man, I mean, Nightmare in Rotterdam. They, I don't know if they do it anymore, but you know, I went. It was just magnificent that yeah, year. I I went to London a couple of years ago, and it was right before COVID, and I had a really good time just hopping around, going to different things. Mm-hmm. And now you're back. You're able to get back out there and do your own thing. Real quick, you're on that song, fellas. Yeah. I'll point this out. Your bassist, uh, there and also muddled man. Uh, that bassist, he he handles those time changes really well. That guy's good. If it's the <laughs> same guy, I mean, like, man, that you've got a hell of a good bassist in there. Good. Thank so you. If, you if, it's, if it's if it's tell him I said that because I was like, wow. I will. I'm very will impressed with that know. guy's skill. You know. Um. So what what do you do? You, play other instruments or do you just do the writing and the the perform what, what do you do what's your uh yeah I, I play guitar um and piano I grew up playing piano when I was younger and then kind of adopted doing a little bit of guitar but yeah I'm primarily a writer and vocalist I feel like but um I usually write a lot of my demos on guitar but I wouldn't okay. say I'm a guitarist like I I think that I can do what I need for it, but I don't think I would be a lead guitarist. But you never know. We could whip it out eventually. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a bassist. I, I'm a guy who plays bass guitars, you know. Um, right. I, well, yeah, like I, I'm the living room bass player, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I picked up bass to learn every new order in Joy Division song. And then Perfect. That's all you need. That's a, that is actually, <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not. And, that's it. And I learned a couple of killing joke numbers too. And then I'm like, I, I 
I didn't want to, I like, I was like, I don't know. I tried learning other bass. I'm like, these aren't fun to play, man. <laughs> you know, so. No, uh, the only but, other instrument I think I could get into is a baritone. I played, because that feels the, like the euphonium? This... The baritone no, it's horn? Like baritone guitar. Oh, oh, because there's a baritone horn. It's uh, Oh, not baritone horn. Uh, maybe yeah. I'll check that out. Like a harpsichord and a baritone guitar, I think I could get into playing especially with the baritone guitar i feel like you get all those like goth the low, sounds yeah. yeah it just so, feels really good and verby and nice so you're a david j fan then obviously from bauhaus oh. and love and rockets he's the bassist for bauhaus and love and rockets you're embarrassing I mean, me i don't know anyone's name you don't know anybody and you're saying but you're 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 stealing all your theatrics from bauhaus but you don't know their names <laughs> um so there's, uh, well, yeah, but I grew up listening to Bauhaus and another individual you and I talked about earlier. I listened to that all growing up. So maybe that's just because that was my world and my moment to, yeah. to learn everything about these guys. But I think something that's that has been lost a little bit, which is sad, is that because of the way that like I I feel like my generation listens to music, it's all on spotify and stuff like that you don't get to appreciate like each member of the of the, that's playing on the song because you don't have like you look at the back of the record you can see like oh this person played horns on this song and stuff like that or i feel like it was more known each member um that was playing especially on a record so hopefully that can that can be back i mean i know on spotify they put song credits but i don't know how many people look at that i do but I'm I'm the I'm like wait a minute. But you're that probably guy, used to. Yeah, used like, to that doing guy, that. He played on this record. And he played on it like yeah. Like I I have found people like wait a minute. That's totally out of your wheelhouse. You were playing in this uh, this <laughs> you know like I mean I don't know if you even know Captain Beefheart and then the guys yeah. off doing yeah like I'm like the guitarist for Captain Beefheart and he's off doing this other thing with this weird preacher persona guy <laughs> up in in uh, up in new york the, 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 there's this oh gosh it's it's crazy what oh well yeah the, the this guy's on your on your on the same publicity label as you but yeah he had uh he had old gary lucas from captain beefheart playing on this wild record and i'm like that guy's like how old is gary lucas now he's like this ancient guy and he's playing guitar on stuff guys 30 <laughs> years younger than him you know it was it's yeah. wild and i love finding that out i love like sure. digging through you know um and yeah that's just that's just where i find all the fun stuff but i'm one of those crazy guys who just can't get no it's good it's, anyway. it's good to see the connections i mean you get to find a lot more music because obviously people don't they do more than one thing that they might be popular for. People like to experiment with different sounds and stuff. So, well, yes. Um, I I like I like finding people in different genres, not just playing in different bands, but in different genres. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where you yeah. wouldn't expect to hear them. And then when it's always funny when the guy goes, "Look, I, I I we went solo. I went and made the solo record because it's not the kind of music that my that the band would make. I wanted to do this." 
And it's yeah. it's not that I didn't like doing that with the band, but I'm excited. Yeah, I just want to do something else. Yeah, yeah this is where I, I felt I needed to take it. And there's so many stories like that. Everyone's like, oh, the band. No, it's people need to make the music. When you're a real musician and it's going to kill you if you don't make music, they got to go and do it the way they do it. Yeah. I don't know why I, a lot of fans get a little like offended. I feel like when people from bands do solo stuff, I'm not really sure why. I guess it's because they want them to just stick to the thing they love. Or I don't know. But well, I think it's like, kind of weird. Well, it's like um, this, this pointed out to me the other day. My, my daughter's. Uh, Today's her birthday, actually. She's a big Taylor oh. Swift fan. Big Happy Taylor birthday. Swift fan. And she, everyone was like either loving or hating the new Taylor Swift record. And right. I listened to it and I was like, okay, I can understand what happened there. It was that she made this record and it was what she wanted to sound like. And it wasn't like everyone was comfortable with her previous sound and they expected it all to sound like that like yeah. a regular tail and then it's like well no she's doing this now and yeah i was like this is actually really good but i'm not married to the idea of what i think she should sound like totally and i i've had to to eat some humble pie where i like i hated a record by a band or somebody and then i had to go back in years later listen to it and go oh wow that was really good it just i was stuck on those first three records by them and then album number four was so different and it bothered me that, yeah, I, you know, and I mean, like, there's one that actually I felt a lot of the same as uh, the similar vibe in some of your work was, um, do, you know, the band, the psychedelic first, right? Yeah. They did an album called Book of Days, which everybody mm -hmm. hated because, but it was so, <laughs> but it actually is the best album they ever made. But it was I feel that. like sometimes stuff takes a second. Like I have a lot of stuff that I've listened to before where I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And then I listened more and then I understood it a little more. I feel like sometimes things just don't, they don't like when an album first comes out and you listen to the whole thing, I feel like sometimes you got to listen to it a couple times, maybe next week, give some break to it, go back to it. Like, I feel like that's, that's music. Well, this took a long time, but it was the, the second first are going, we don't want to play pop. This is what we want to do. We want to do this right now. And yeah. it was, it was amazing. It was just, nothing that we were expecting and it, so it, it was what we we're expecting to bother that made it so difficult for people to grasp when it came out um yeah let, let me jump on so there's one more song of yours up on spotify called jane right yeah okay now that one yeah well i'll let you kind of start that. well you started out kind of like mazzy star but interesting that's the only way I could describe it. She's a very boring person to watch. Hope Sandoval just kind of just stands like, you know, completely unlike what you guys do. But the song was good. I, I liked it. But I was like, okay, it sounded, started off kind of like the, the, the Mazzy Star, but then it got really harsh. Yeah, and I think that loved you recorded. It. You loved, loved it? Loved it. Oh, my gosh. Well, like, there's another, there'll be another recording of it coming out. Um, that was something that we did upstate um, with my band. My band's playing on it. So it was kind of just a live recording. We did quickly and we did it for um, for a charity event and stuff like that. So that's not a song that's coming out on the on the record later in the year. But yeah, it was a cool thing that we got to do. We went upstate. It was fun. 
Oh, it's a fantastic song. If and if that's not even the 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 best recording or the best production of it or whatever, um, you you really I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear the <laughs> to hear the that wasn't one. really your your finished product, but it was that was a, a an amazing song. So thank you. Um, when you said, let's see, I hope one day you see those eyes my way where things don't always go my way. I was like, okay, you it's. I can see what you're trying to say there. Sweet Jane, how could you do me this way? Oh, mother, I wish I had your armor. I tend to get lost in there. I mean, this is some, um, you don't mess around. When when you're, <laughs> your lyrics, you go pretty heavy. You go pretty far and deep. And I, I anyway, just talk about that song if you could, because it, it really was something that I enjoyed. And that was yeah. what went, Actually, it was after, before I'd heard the, seen the video, I'd, I'd heard, you know, everything that I was able to get off of YouTube. And then I, you know, pulled that up on Spotify. And then I saw the video. I was like, okay, this is a very intense, you're a deep thinking person, but this, <laughs> this song, what, just give me what you can about it. Yeah. So I, I grew up in, in the West Village in New York and there's a street that I grew up on, Jane Street, and a lot had happened to me on that block like throughout my whole life but so I'm kind of talking about that street like literally and then but I think that song was kind of like my moment to have my ballad um it's about love it's about regret it's about all the stuff that comes with like falling in love I feel like which sounds so cheesy but it's true and I feel like how you were talking about how it kind of starts off like um, as you start a bit and then it gets kind of intense. I feel like that's what it feels like when you're sort of first crushing on someone, you're kind of like floating in and then you're like, oh, we're in it and it's so intense. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't really like describing my songs if I'm being perfectly honest, but I think with the writing though, I, I write all every day and um I think I just tell my story and then I put it to music so I think it kind of grows into its own thing once once a band's behind me or if I'm recording it kind of takes a life of its own but the the story's clear to me and and I think I spend a lot of time with the lyrics so um I'm glad that it's coming off like that no I, I didn't know that you had personified a street with the, the that was cool no like wow all right yeah so it's it's a story of coming of age and and experiences on a street and you called it jane right that's cool i was like was yeah. it some someone named jane that you cared a lot about that that messed you up or that you were looking up to that didn't deliver the way no it was a street. well kind of i mean the street i'm, I'm kind of like taking the piss off of the street i'm like fuck you why did you do this to me my hometown New York City. No, it's a lot of different things, but I yeah. it was it was I enjoyed that. I I, mean, I hope you don't mind me going in that. Like I I watch everything. I listen to what I can. I dissect what I can. Like I try. No, you know, I'm so like, glad you're getting into it. There are yeah. like there's a few videos floating around, um, which has been cool. Like we haven't hired anyone to video us. It's just been like people that have come to our shows. So it's cool to have some some stuff that's floating around. Well, that was just up on Spotify. Jane's up on Spotify. I don't know if you know that. 
that was yeah but it's it. okay, I think there's right. some there's some stuff on youtube too but it's not it's not identified as the song names so it's so, kind of hard to like pinpoint everything but yeah the one on spotify was lonely the live recording that <laughs> one, and it was great i like wow yeah I, i'm looking forward to seeing you guys play live then because that's gonna be i know the perfect venue you guys would play here you guys would kill it in this venue um, okay they have, well they, they have shit lighting but the sound is amazing which is exactly what you want like you know yeah you, we we got lighting as part of our our gear that we bring in so. right if you bring your own lights great and then the sound would be up to you and i mean this place is this place you could have i mean just garbage you could you know crunching of soda cans and a cat right. howling <laughs> and it would sound awesome in this venue you know it's just a perfect really, for us oh yeah and but like every time i go there i'm like man the lighting here is crap but wow they sound good you know so um well stella we're coming up on time here i totally appreciate your your taking the time here and again that italian guy columbus he proved the earth was round now we have time zones and that screwed everything <laughs> up but uh this has been a great conversation and i do look forward to uh I, I do you, so yeah what, what's your plan what, what do you got in the pipeline really quick and then we'll close it out so i'm releasing on tuesday the song angel and i have a single release on monday um and then after that we're just going to roll out for this record coming out at the end of the year okay and tour is in the works or a handful of gigs or what's yeah the... yeah we'll be we'll be around Okay. Well, if Salt Lake is on your itinerary, I would, I'll have a, I, I would really look forward to a show like this, yeah. hoping that you guys could build as much freaky, awesome into, you know. <laughs> we'll definitely stay connected and I'll let you know. I'm sure we'll be out there. Okay. So uh, I'm going to just play us out with, I'll grab Angel and I'll play us out with that, if that works. And open awesome. with Muddled Man. And uh, so anything else you want to say other than sorry you won't hear about the show until after it happened but good luck that's that's gonna no, be that's a good show it. man yeah, so thank you well looking and, forward to it so anyway stella thank you so much for your time all the best and uh, everybody else take care be good to each other and let music do awesome in your lives and thank you, Stella, so much for your time and, wow, uh, conversation. Here is her new track called Angel. I'm just going to let you know it sounds nothing like any of the other work that she's done. It goes to show what she's, what she's capable of. I don't think you could pin any of this down other than very artistic. This is, uh, the, the video is just as wonderful. Um. So go and give this one a listen and a view. Special thanks to Barry Andrews of Shriekback for letting us use the theme and title for Sticky Jazz. And everybody, ramp up. It's Christmas. It's cold. It's snowy. Enjoy it.